YouTube podcast family. What's the word? You already know what it is. Pays and Pays podcast here. Giving y'all week four of the NFL season. If you haven't already, please subscribe. Hit the like button. Pass the word around, man. Let's keep this algorithm flowing. Still available on all major platforms you get for podcasting. Google Play, iOS, Spotify. I'm there. Just type in Pays and Plays. It pops up when you type it in. But let's get right into it. We do have first game, Thursday night football. Detroit Lions traveling to Lambeau to take on the Packers. Packers are plus one and a half point underdogs. Listen, this is probably the one game where I would not pick a side. I, I pick a total, but I, I give you what I look at. Let's start with the Lions. Very impressive last week. Uh, I almost felt like they listened to me. I did have them as the best bet. I said shut down the run game, let the quarterback beat you. It didn't happen, but it worked. <laughs> um, but a lot of things that I see with the Lions, it's a couple things. The injuries, man. I mean, you lose two more linemen. You're possibly going to be getting Taylor Decker back. But it's the fact that you lost two linemen. You know, a lot of a lot of holes, a lot of penalties on the offensive line. We knew Panay Sol is not a left tackle anymore. This isn't his Oregon days, but I mean, it was rough. I mean, you know, that is rough. On the other hand, though, the defense played outstanding. I do feel like they dominated that game, but the offense should have scored a lot more. And the problem with the offense has been what I've been saying. They don't have a receiver over the top until they get J-Mo. Uh, I remember that play, Golf tried to throw that bomb to Raymond, and he was short. He overthrew the ball. That's a scenario where you need Jamison Williams to, you know, hit that over the top. Uh, but we look at the Packers side. Aaron Jones is supposed to be back. Watson's supposed to be back. The defense is still pretty, I think it's pretty up par still. The second, uh, special teams need to get working out a little bit more. I think that's their problem right now. But I expect the under was it's like 40, 45 and a half from what I see. I do like the under in that play. I do think it's a smash mouth, typical NFC North game. You would think it's a Bears and Packers game, but I think that's how this will be. Both defenses are pretty solid. Packers got more energy on running the ball because they just have a better experienced players. But yeah, man, give me the under 45 and a half. I won't pick a side in this game. I'll let y'all choose. And Lions fans, stop, stop telling me I'm gonna pick against the Packers because they won one game for me. No, I always tell you don't bet with your heart unless you gotta read. You ain't gotta read. Ain't no purpose of picking a side, homie. Next game, we have the Atlanta Falcons. They will be traveling to London. This is the 9:30 Sunday morning game against the Jaguars. Jaguars are minus three. Give me the Jazz to win the cover. This is the get-right game. This is a team that's already used to traveling to London all the time. I think they do pretty solid. Look, blowing that game against the Texans, man, we, it was kind of a meltdown to happen. I did say Texas will cover that game. I didn't expect them to win outright, though. Um, but you're playing against a team with the Falcons. Y'all already know what they do, right? I even said they're going to run the ball. So we know they're going to run the ball, but it, Lawrence Ritter. Come on now. How many times I got to talk to y'all about Desmond Ritter? I don't think, 
I think after this year, he may get one more year and he's done. I don't see him lasting as an NFL quarterback. Uh, defense can't really get to nobody. The secondary is probably their best best strength on defense. But other than that, I don't. I think it's going to be a long game. And but you know, it might be some points in this game. So I think the over could be a play because you know these international games, man. They they have been flying over the totals as of lately. But I'm bouncing. I'm giving the Jaguars to bounce back in this situation. So give me the Jags to cover the minus three against the Falcons. Next game. This is an interesting game right here. Another division game. Miami Dolphins traveling to Buffalo to take on the Bills. Bills are minus three-point favorites. Listen very closely. Listen. I know me and a lot of other people would say Miami. Yeah, I, bro. First glance, yes. It's a track meet. Who's checking who? I'm not so sure on Miami to win this game. I almost feel like this would be a the big public team for this week. And I think this is when you go the opposite way and pick the, the Bills. The Bills looked unstoppable. I know it was against Washington, but Washington has a front forward that's amazing. And I was talking about them. They, sh they blew them out. You look at the game, though, Washington had a solid defense, but it was just the offense not showing up. But this one... Everyone thinks it's going to be high, high points. I think the over-under is 54. I got to go under. Miami can run the ball now. Buffalo can kind of run the ball. I see it being the trenches matches. Who, who gets what? Miami has a chance to win if they can dominate the trenches. The 70-burger 70, the 70 is amazing. But, I mean, Mozart and Achi both had multiple touchdowns around, you know, on the ground. That definitely determines that they win this game. My lean would be Miami plus three in the win, but like I said, I think it, it'll be a big Joe Public team, so I will go with the under 54. Next game, we have Pittsburgh Steelers traveling to Houston, take on the Texans. Texans are plus three-point underdogs. This may be a shocker, but I got the Texans to win and cover. I think it'll be a nasty game. Uh, Pittsburgh defense, you know, if you can score on this team, I think Stroud has that confidence. He's starting to show why he's a legit. I, I thought he could have went number one overall. If you give me Bryce Young and Stroud, I would have said Stroud go number one. Uh, just because he's very accurate, bro. I like it. Steelers with their corner backed up, that's a big issue, especially what we've seen what Tank Dell can do, which, hey, I said him back in Houston college days. He was legit, right? So I, I gave y'all the indicator that he was going to be a problem. Nico Collins has been showing it. You can run the ball on the Steelers. I think they do that with Damian Pierce. The defense, I think they're getting Petrie back. They're getting a lot of players back on that um, defensive end. And I believe Tunsil will be back. So if Tunsil's back, definitely will be a big, big upgrade for that team. Listen, I respect Mike Tomlin as a coach. This is probably one of his weaker teams. I wouldn't be surprised, though. Two back-to-back -back road games, you're bound to lose one of them, right? So give me the Texas in a slight upset. Next game, we have the L.A. Rams traveling to the Indianapolis Colts. Colts are minus one and a half. I got the Rams to win the cover. And I would do this now because I don't really see the Colts being a favorite. They, should, I mean, they beat Baltimore. And, and, yeah, I was on the Colts to cover that game. But, you know... 
Staff, you know what the thing with Stafford, bro? Stafford looks pretty good, but I just I, I question McVay a little bit because you keep Stafford in the game to do all these late covers, backdoor covers now. And trust me, Stafford was taking some hits. I mean, I've always said Stafford was a warrior, probably one of the most toughest quarterbacks I ever seen in recent time. But, you know, I, I'm baking on them to run the ball with Williams. That is a rookie. He's pretty solid. You know Aaron Donald's going to do his thing. I both I see a smash-mouth football game. I think the under the total would be a great matter of fact. While I'm at it, let's see what is the under. So if y'all know, I might freestyle it. So if I'm like sitting there thinking about it, I don't know off the top of my head, I'm going to look into it. Let's see what the under, because I, I I think this might go an under game. It's, and Gardner Minshew might be playing this game too. I definitely think this is an under. Let me check real quick. 46 and a half. Yeah, it goes under. Like a 20 to 17 point game. I can see that happening. But initial thought though, Rams to win and covering a slight upset. Next game, we have the Minnesota Vikings traveling to Charlotte to take on the Carolina Panthers. Panthers are plus three and a half point underdogs. I got the Vikings to win and cover this game. At some point, they have to win the game, right? At some point, this has to be the game. I don't even know if Bryce Young's going to play. Uh they looked a little better with, with Andy Dalton, though, I will admit. Just just the way they put up points against Seattle. But, I mean, I just think the Vikings team is just too much. Jefferson will have a hell of a game. Um, the other receiver, Addison, will have a hell of a game. And then we'll see what Cam Akers would do. We'll see if that run game can help. You know, the defense isn't too bad still. You still got Harrison Smith back there in the secondary. You know, you got a hundred and you, you got you got each level solid, solid little at least one tier player solid on each uh level. But I'm going with the Vikings in this one. They have to win the game. And I think that I think they easily win and cover this game outright. Next game, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers traveling to New Orleans to take on the Saints. Saints are minus three point favorites. I got the Buccaneers to win the cover in a slight upset. I don't know. I think James Winston would be the starter. And I think that's even more of a red flag because this Buccaneers team knows James Winston still. I mean, from Devin White. I mean, bro, there's players that still remember him as a teammate. So they already know what he's capable of doing. Uh New Orleans, man. You just it's just I think that meltdown from last week carries on to this week. You can't be up by 17 points, bro, and then just let a team drop 18 unanswered on you like that. And he missed a field goal. He could have won you the game. With the Buccaneers, yes, they didn't have a good game against Philly on the Monday night, but this is a bounce-back spot. Divisional games, they're usually the up-in-their games, but it's really on what side do you trust more. And I'm going to trust more with the Buccaneers with the more continuity. Well, Winston, we know he's a walking pick. So Baker, Winston, not the best choice of quarterbacks, but I'm going to take Baker Mayfield on this one. <laughs> Next game, we have the Washington Commanders traveling to Philly to take on the Eagles. Eagles are minus eight and a half point favorites. I got the Commanders to cover, Eagles to win. Not really too big of a read on this game, but I mean, 
Philly is going to be a team, I think, every year, I mean, every week, should I say, you're going to be kind of trying to read this team because you don't understand them. Like, they flat outright dominated. Minus A.J. Brown, I give me a touchdown. Dog had two touchdowns right in his hand and dropped both. But it was just the fact that, like, they could be dominant at one part and then the next game they're very suspect, you know. But no one's stopping that week, you know, goal line one night. I almost feel like you need to do an in-time touchdown. Jalen Hurts every play. At least two touchdowns a game because they do this every time. But I just think this defense, the Washington defense did, like I mentioned, play solid against the Bills. Yes, that score does not help them. They lost 37 zip. But that was more on Washington offense. And that's the problem that I do have to why I wouldn't pick the eight and a half with the Washington. I don't know how this offense is going to be. You would think they bounce back from this, but you know, as a bottom tier team, you never really know, right? Next game, we have the Denver Broncos traveling to Chicago to take on the Bears. Broncos minus three and a half point favorites. Listen, I wanna one team got dropped 70 points on their head top. Other team got dropped 40 some points on them. And the team that got dropped 70 points on Denver is the favorite. Hmm. But all that being said, I don't care about all that. Denver to win the cover. I, this this Bears team is this Bears team is just I, I can't really even describe it. I I've seen horrible Lions teams. And even the horrible Lion teams will be better than this Bears team. That's kind of really bold for me saying that. Lions fans have seen some, they've seen the 0-16 Lions. 0-16 Lions can beat this modern-day Bears team. Yeah, that, that's really how I feel about it. I don't know if it's the coaching. I don't know if it's management. I don't know what it is. You got defensive coordinators getting raided, you know, $100,000 of equipment being stolen. It's just too many distractions. Justin Fields is calling out the coaching. It's too many distractions with this team. I almost feel like they're ready to just give up and tank. And the Broncos, you have to get it together, right, Sean Payton? At, at, at what point do you get it together? I believe it's this game because you had the better quarterback. You got a better offense. You got a better defense. You know, and – and I'm just going to say, if I'm if I'm Caleb Williams and I'm looking at the Bears as a possible number one overall pick again, I wouldn't go Bear. Unless you're getting uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. the next uh, – unless because they got the second pick from Carolina. Unless you're getting that, I wouldn't even dare touch Chicago. Uh, unless there's a whole new coaching staff. Chicago, let's be real. As Chicago, it's a defensive-minded place. It's always windy. It's always cold. You're not going to have an efficient – quarterback play unless you're playing somewhere like Ford Field where you know it's a control environment let's just be real with that but with all that being said though Sean Payton win the cover gets his first game as a dub next game we got the Baltimore Ravens traveling to Cleveland to take on the Browns Browns are minus two and a half point favorites Browns to win the cover uh I had to watch some little highlights of the last game with Deshaun Watson, and he looked very comfortable. Probably the first time I could say he looked very comfortable. 
we know the Nick Chubb injury is going to be a thing, but Ford Hunt stepping back, stepping up, and the fact that they got what Elijah Moore, Donald's Peoples Jones, Amari Cooper, and uh, Nojaku, the tight end. I mean, you got some weapons. My question is with the Ravens, you, I mean, defensively, I think they had a solid game until the overtime, but Michael Pittman was is not a number one receiver and put yards up on this team. You can run the ball on this team. Zach Moss is, I mean, we're not talking about Jonathan Taylor. We're talking about Zach Moss. Zach Moss came in and pound and pound him away. I think Cleveland does the same thing. And then you have to worry about the defense because with Baltimore, I mean, yeah, you have Lamar, but DeForest Buckner was on his head. Shaq Lawson was on his head. Leonard, correction, not Lawson, Leonard. You got to worry about Miles Garrett, who, let's be real, him and Parsons is them two for the best uh, for defensive player of the year. I think if the Browns do more solid than the uh, Cowboys, then it would be Garrett. But if if the Cowboys are like top three in the NFC and the NFL, it's because of Parsons, he'll win it. But I mean, you got Darius Smith, that secondary, you don't you don't even have OBJ possibly not playing. Bateman may not be possibly playing. We already know the injuries for the running backs. I mean, I have questions. The secondary, I mean, Kyle Hamilton did his, did his thing, but he's not a he's nothing but an extra linebacker. I mean, other than I mean, as a secondary person, you can't cover. So I'm really trying to figure out how can this Ravens team prevail all through that. I just don't see it. So give me Browns minus two and a half on that one. Next game, we have the Cincinnati Bengals traveling to Tennessee to take on the Titans. Currently, it is two and a half point favorites going towards Cincy. I don't really care about all that. Give me, give me the Titans to win and cover this game. This is a bounce back game. They did get embarrassed against the Browns, but I'm really have more concern with the Bengals. I mean, Joe Burrow did not look good Monday night. We know he's hurt. He's playing hurt. You you risk them so y'all won't go zero and three. But I don't think it matters. You guys go one and three this game though. I mean, I, I mean the the whole line is still isn't good. I think the whole line would be a problem for like the next few years until they get um, solidified with that. I I just don't get it, man. And with the Titans, we know Mike Vrabel at a spot like this, home dog. He might prevail in this one. I don't really see a crazy pass rush coming from the from the Bengals, unlike the Browns. So I think the offensive line would be okay. You know, Derrick Henry, I'm kind of concerned because the way they've been using them, man, ain't really been right. You know, they've been using Spears a lot, and that's been working. But you need some thunder and lightning, bro. We need Derrick Henry. We need at least 23 carries a game, bro. I, I mean, <laughs> this team relies too much on a run. And this is why this team has been hurting. Now, Hopkins is looking pretty good as well. I do think he kind of exploits the Cincinnati secondary because they don't have anybody. Moore was pretty solid. They need to get Burks more involved. I think it goes down to like a field goal game because these games with the Titans are always usually close. So I think Titans win on a walk-off field goal. 
Next game, we have the Las Vegas Raiders traveling to L.A. to take on the Chargers. Chargers are minus five and a half point favorites. I got the Chargers to win the cover. Don't really have too much of a read in this game, but this is what I wonder. Josh McDaniels as a coach, I don't think he knows what he's doing. I watched that Sunday night game. I scratched my head when I was wondering why is he kicking a field goal with like two minutes left of the game. You you should be going for it. You're right there in the goal line. You should be going for that. And I know the mindset is maybe we can get the ball back. But the problem with you guys is you guys don't have a secondary. You know, you guys got y'all defensive line is the best defense, one of the best defensive lines, but you don't have a secondary. So none of that really matters. It's just really coaching on this part. As much as the Raiders can run the ball against the Chargers, anybody can run against the Chargers. I just don't know if they would do it. And then we don't know about Jimmy G, if he's going to be playing, because, yes, he's a supposing concussion protocol. I'm just thinking Herbert finds a way. I don't really like Staley as a coach. I think he should get fired as a coach. He's just not a good coach. It's also another person I question as far as decision-making. I just think Herbert with their arm, I would look for Keenan Allen, look for his props. But what about Quentin Johnston? He might get some play this time because he has not played at all, really. Whatever his yards is, because he is a deep threat. If it's like anything 30, 40, I would definitely consider that. But give me the Chargers to win and cover this game. Not fully confident. Next game, we have the New England Patriots traveling to Jerry World to take on the Cowboys. Cowboys are minus seven-point favorites. Cowboys to win. Patriots to cover. I, you know, I almost wanted to pick the Cardinals to win against the Cowboys last week, but I picked them to cover. I had a feeling that Trayvon Diggs' injury was going to affect them. And I didn't know about this, of course, until after I recorded it. So, But I figured after that, I was like, these are one of those, that's one of those Cowboys games where the Cardinals could actually win because the Cowboys lose the games that they shouldn't have no reason losing to. This one, I do think they come back and bounce back, but I don't think they cover. Because the Patriots' defense would be more disciplined. You know they're going to run the ball. They're probably going to slow down the clock and just drain it, keep docking the boys in the uh, sideline. But I do think, you know, like I said, Parsons changes games. Changes games. It is always the next man up mentality. I think he is the main guy. You know, Gilmore is there. I mean, they have players around, but give me the Cowboys to win. I think it's about maybe six points to a game-winning field goal. Next game, we have the Kansas City Chiefs traveling to MetLife. This is another MetLife, right? Jets and Giants both play MetLife primetime games, but they play the Jets. Jets are plus nine-and-a-half-point underdogs. Jets to cover, Chiefs to win. I always say Kansas City don't cover these type spreads. Yes, they covered that spread against the Bears, but I kind of already talked about how much stuff the Bears have going on right now. With the Jets, we know about Zach Wilson. You know what? With Salah saying that he's the best guy for him to win, it's crazy enough he has a point. You got Tim Boyle, and then you, you just got Trevor Simeon. And you, 
Look, Salah better not pray he has Simeon on starting because I'm going, I'll be picking the opposite team every week at that point. The defense is what keeps this game intact. We know Mahomes and the Chiefs are still trying to figure out who their go-to guys is besides Kelsey. I, I think it's a slugfest. I'm going to go under on the total, but give me the Jets to cover, Chiefs to win. Next game, we have the Arizona Cardinals traveling to San Fran to take on the 49ers. 49ers are two touchdown favorites, so plus 14. Give me the Cardinals to cover, Niners to win. I think this is a good teaser selection if you like teasers for the, for the Niners. Listen, man, Josh Dobbs has been playing pretty straight. I think he's been pretty solid. Um, but... You know, at some point, you do kind of wonder, are they due for not covering the spread? And it is a Niners team that, bro, they got a good defense. But, you know, outside of McCaffrey, they're a little shaky at times if it isn't Kittle and Debo. Uh, you have to wonder about if Ayuk will be playing. If he plays, I feel more confident on taking the Niners plus uh, the Niners minus 14. But. Two touchdown point spreads to me. I'm just going to take the Cardinals. I know people hate when I take the underdogs and it'd be double digits, but I always had that fear of a backdoor cover, and that's why I used to go with the underdogs, to be honest with you. And lastly, we have Monday Night Football. We have the Seattle Seahawks traveling to MetLife, of course. They play the Giants. Giants are minus one-and-a-half point favorites. Now... I went back and forth on this. So this is my two scenarios, and you can just go off that. If Saquon plays, I'm going with the Giants. And it's for the respect of what without him, they struggle against the Niners. But that ball is so much of an offensive genius. They were able to move the ball. If you watch that game closely, they were able to move that ball a little bit better than I thought they would. It's just that you knew they was passing the ball because they couldn't run the ball. And uh, I know Seattle isn't the best pass defense as far as pass rush, but they got a solid secondary, solid offense too. We know that. But if Saquon doesn't play, forget what I just said and go Seattle for what I just said. Explosiveness on the offense will show. And we pretty much saw what Danny Dimes and the boys did without Saquon. So that's just really how I look at it. You guys, though, keep on subscribing. Hit the like button. Show some love, man. Good Friday coming up later this week. You already know what it is. Be safe out here.